And welcome back to Farm Down Breakdown. I'm your host, Yes Men Outfitter, live from Yes Men HQ, straight off the island that Emo built. We got our boy live from the hive, King of the Queen, Hawaiian Ryan, Mikey CLT. Mikey, how are you? Good, brother. What a time to be alive. It's Feels good. insane. Insane. Um, Did we didn't ever see that really one think that we would ever experience such positivity in our life? No, no. Uh, doomed to be an Islanders fan. Um, and that was basically my mindset my entire life. So this is crazy. Um, it's not the first time that we were advanced to the second round, but it's certainly a different feeling. Um, I feel like it's just different because... Like we squeaked by the last time, like well, in very dramatic were, fashion, right? If even if you remember it, um, going into that series in 2016, um, at towards the end of the year, it may have been the last game of the year. I think it was against the Rangers, um, where the loser ended up playing Florida, the winner ended up playing Pittsburgh, and that year Pittsburgh was uh. At, powerhouse and it was kind of like the one islander ranger game nobody wanted to win the path through florida seemed a lot more doable than it did through pittsburgh uh, we ended up losing um and playing playing um playing florida that year and we advanced um they got crushed by pittsburgh and then i think we went on to play um tampa like i said in in, in a past episode so um, got a lot more hope for this one. And at this point it's any given series right now. I mean, what went on in Tampa with Columbus is, is just insane. Yeah. And, and like the coach, uh, Cooper, he's not, he's not really saying the right things. Like, I feel like you got to just come out guns a blazing after just like a pitiful display like that. And I don't know if he's necessarily making excuses, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right in Tampa right now. Well, I mean, what do you say? Uh, I'm, what are you expecting this guy to say? Like, we were just horrible. There's nothing. You can't. I mean, to me and you, like, you know, if a teacher, um, you know, maybe comes back with bad test scores in your line of work, like, what do you want them to say? Like, I'm sorry, I'm a terrible teacher and, and you know, whatever. Or do you want them to say like, Hey, I'm not really sure what happened here. And, um, we were, I'm kind of flabbergasted. Like these, these guys are, are making millions and millions of dollars. Right. So when you're getting paid as much as they are, what, what do you really want them to say? I, I get it. I, I, I you know, I know like the fans want accountability here and, and maybe he's lacking a little bit in, in what he's saying, but I don't know, man. I, I mean, there there is nothing to say. You got swept, and you were the president trophy winner. Uh, not a great feeling, um, but there are no words. There's nothing you can do or say or prove to anybody. You know, you just have to kind of, I don't know. You just kind of take it as you take it. You got to feel like they, they do a little reevaluation of the team, though, right? They got some contracts that they they might need to move around and you know i don't know i i it's just good to be a new york islanders fan i guess because we don't have to worry about that right now 
yeah, cut that and save it because I'm you're never gonna hear that until <laughs> today at whatever time it is. And I said it on a I was interviewed on another podcast and they're talking to me. They're like, like, "How's it going over there?" I was like, "Well, I actually don't even know what day it is um, because of how insane it's been <laughs> over here and my work. I mean, it's just the site's on fire um, and it feels like my hair has been on fire since we started this series and it's a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless, uh, don't really get much sleep nowadays, but you know, like I was like, you know, I legitimately don't know what, what day it was yesterday. I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, dude, this is one excited fan base. Like the, the NYI meetups, uh, website has been blowing up like people all over the country, all over North America, trying to start up groups and like, it's just a very excited fan base. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's great. And and just listening to you doing all your interviews this year, starting um, from the first game, um, being interviewed by, I'm pretty sure it was right. What was the first one? The NHL, you were on the NHL app, weren't you? Uh, I was interviewed on that. Yeah. At uh, What's his name? He, he, he works for the Islanders, but he also contributes to NHL.com. Right. Uh, Corey Wright, I think his name. That is. was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that story heard from you, you know, how you got started and why you got started. And it, like I told you, it started in the playoffs for you. Um, and what an excellent catalyst to get all these people going um, for everywhere, even if it's just four or five people, you know, as long as we have somebody that's committed to making sure that people are, um, comfortable in their own skin when they're not uh, on Long Island watching an Islander game. I mean, that's the um, that's what we're going for. And so far, every single person that has signed on has has committed to just that. So it's great. And I mean, there's a lot of upside for us too. Um, you know, getting a Vegas group is definitely where everybody wanted to go. The Tucson group is really, really cool. And um, I mean, Florida is just a three market uh, state now a committee. I have a friend in Florida who um, is not an Islander fan, but we were just talking about it. And Florida is crazy. I mean, you know, um, this may be a hot take, but Florida is actually a big state. People forget. And, uh, you know, every time like you just throw out cities and and they're big, you know, so how do you. It, it started getting redundant when people were like, hey, we need um, a Florida – we need a this Florida group. We need a that Florida group. And you're, I'm thinking to myself like, all right, well, can we consolidate a little bit? But then when you look at the map, you're like, no, man, these people need it. And and Florida is really where a lot of people from New York go to. So just – I'm thinking on just the eastern side of the panhandle, you go from Orlando to West Palm to um, – uh, Fort Lauderdale to Miami, um, then on then you have Jacksonville over there. You have um, Tampa. Uh, I mean, there's just so much in just one little area, and that's where a lot of New Yorkers are right now to begin with. So, uh, great job to everybody over there. It's 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 killing it. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to convince my good friend Tom, who moved to Orlando, and he's a big Islander fan, but. With his new job, he's just like super slammed. But I think Orlando is another market that we need to expand into in Florida. Another hot market? 
Yeah, but that's that that moist hot, that humidity yeah. hot. Yeah. Um, and then when we get a Canadian meetup, are, are we going to be able to call it a hot market? Dude, we. I don't know if you saw, we have a Canadian meetup group now. No, no. Oh, that's oh, that's approved. All right, that's great. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> the gentleman and I skyped this afternoon. Um, diehard Islander it. fan, and he's in the London, Ontario region, which, you know, London is close to Detroit. It's also close to Toronto, so it's it's kind of a good location for people who want to go on road games. Also a valued customer of mine, so I appreciate the uh, the effort and enthusiasm that people put in. Um, that people put in. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> so that people that people are putting in because when you're staying up late and you're um you're doing your thing like I'm doing, and you know it's it's good to know people are just as hardworking as you and want and want to be excited and stuff. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's plus. We had freaking um, 14 meetups go on for game four. 14 all across the country. Like, and big numbers like Queens, Boston, like those, those groups had their first meetup and they, you know, packed out their bars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The content is great and it just, um, just makes you happy to see and, and, um, I'm not going to look ahead of this uh, playoff run right now. You're focused on the next game, focused on the next series. Uh, but I just, uh, you know, I, I hope that the success continues for as many years as we possibly can get it to just so, you know, this type of fun can be had consistently by everybody. That's the best part. That's um, always the first question I ask them. Like, hey, like I know it's exciting times right now, but are you committed to keep this going even into next season or, you know, when the team's not doing as hot and everyone says, absolutely. Like, you know, they're diehards and that, that just is our saying. We're only diehards. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. And that, and that, that comes straight from you. So, uh, yeah. Um, so speaking of the 14 meetups that you guys had on, um, on Tuesday, um, we had ourselves a night, man, that was an amazing feeling. I think those are the types of scenes that people see on social media and just are instantly want to be a part of. Um, you know, we had to call a bit of an audible um, and uh, move move from uh, offside to off the wagon, um, which is only you know is super close, um, and it was pretty cool. It was there was an upper deck, so it was. I saw late. that, dude. That looks sweet. Right, right. It's sweet, but it's also a bit scary because when you're packing a place out like that and there are people standing, uh, you know, eight feet above your head with uh, glassware, it uh, gets a little dicey up there. But uh, everyone made it out. Uh, um, surprisingly, we'll set up just the absolute joy and adulation in that place when Bailey scored the empty netter was unexplainable. Uh, and you ju- I, the only thing I got worried about was like, are we a little too hyped for the first round? But what is there to not be hyped about? Um, 
it's a sweep. Yeah, it's the first sweep in our lifetime. It's a sweep. It's it's a sweep during a year where we weren't even supposed to be where we're at. They look good right now. They look so good. Um, They got a a really tough road ahead of them, but you got to be confident going into it. And I say that with a um, grain of salt because uh, I know how (laughs) hockey Twitter can be. Um, And, you know, the first sign of trouble, you know, everybody raves waves the red flags but i think um they've proven that they take it to anybody and and they've you know given you the opportunity to believe in them and 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 that's awesome and um yeah just it's it's been a crazy outside of our little fish tank of islander fandom it's been pretty insane i mean tonight you were gonna find out um is it tonight does calgary play tonight against colorado I think that was last night. Do you think they played back to back? That was last night. That was last night. No, they're not playing tonight. Uh, you're right. But, you know, they're, you know, Calgary faces elimination um, against Colorado, which is, is, is insane. Um, Carolina is going to take it to, to Washington. We'll see how that one ends. Um, Dude, I I'm just, not going to lie. I, like, I know that um, Washington has the 2 1 lead right now. But if you've actually watched those games, like, it's not like the Hurricanes got blown out in any of those games. And then vice versa, the Hurricanes actually blew the, the Capitals out in the last game. Yeah, I'm taking that um, a little bit lightly. I know that everybody's going to point to the um, the score game, but it, it's kind of like um, the, uh, the Coliseum effect um, on us. I mean, they've been denied the playoffs for 10 straight years. Um, just seeing the guys in the upper deck, um, and Jillian Fisher's video when they clinched the spot, like crying and hugging each other was awesome. And I instantly knew that that place was going to bring it. Um, it's just one of those games. You, you can't lose that game. You absolutely cannot lose that game. So to win it, to win it five, nothing, um, is huge. Not so much of a surprise to me. Um, I mean, I hope that kid that Ovi destroyed is okay, but what what a what a knock to take. What a punch. That was horrifying to watch. That fight. Svechnikov or whatever his name is. Dude, I would pee my pants. I yeah, you I would. Yeah. I I mean, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> All right, you wrote the joke for me. I don't have to keep going. I tend to ramble anyway. But I mean, yeah, they uh they're going to take it to him. Um and who else do we have in the West? St. Louis. Yep, and and Winnipeg. That's tied up. That's tied. That's that's a that's a it's a really series. It's it's looking up to be. I can't I can't call that one. Um, but it it's been fun. Um, it's but, just so much fun because you know, like you said, only diehards. So you know, so many times we haven't been in it where everybody still watches the playoffs and. You're a casual observer. You go, whoa, hey, now, wow, that's crazy. Look at that, whatever. But you wake up in the morning and whatever, you move on about your day. Now to be in it and to be in in it, you know, like people are looking at us now is is just a bird of a different color. And, and it's uh, 
it's an insane feeling. I, I know if there's anybody out there that's listening to us that aren't Islander fans that maybe have a <laughs> have a fandom for a, for a more successful team, they're probably rolling their eyes right now. Like, look at these assholes. And you know what? You don't care. And that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is like, I, I'm so sick of the hockey police elitists. Um. You created this monster. I just want to tell you, when you read a Yes Men Outfitter tweet and you think to yourself, look at this ridiculous asshole. These people need to learn how to win. I absolutely do not because you created it. I'm pointing at you, unless you're an Islander fan. Well, you created it too. But I'm pointing at you because you cannot sit here and just roll over a fan base for as many years as everybody has, and we've deserved it, we've been the punching bags, like we said, and then not expect somebody to rise up and throw it in your goddamn face. You can't. Amen. You can't. And I'm, I'm going to sit here right now. I am not the Rangers. I am not an original six team. I am not what you think to be a classy organiz- fan base, okay? Uh, and that's not a, that's, I don't know if I'm going to use, that's not a problem. Um, it's, it's, it's passion. Don't, 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 don't move, don't mis misuse the word classless. That's called passion. Now I'm not gonna, you know, you're going to threaten people and stuff like that. I'm not calling for that. Right. But when you tweet out to the world, the pens in five, they're going to crush the Islanders this, that, and the other thing, do not sit there and cry and whine when I throw it in your f- and sell 400,000 fucking t-shirts that say on to the next one with a broom on it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. You know what? Win a game. Let me tell you something, Pittsburgh. If you win a goddamn game, that shirt doesn't get I make zero shirts about how you couldn't win against the Islanders, but instead you decided not to win against the Islanders, and so the shirts get printed. And I want no guff from anybody. This is your problem, not my problem. I, I'm I'm on to the next, like you said. Yeah. On to the next one, baby. Not and even that's thinking the, about them anymore. That's the song. That's the song they play when we win at home. So there's a uh, there's a little bit of a double entendre there. But nonetheless, I'm fired up. Um, we got a big, big, big interview for you guys. Like always, we just keep reeling in the big fish, uh, and it was a delight to have our boy Matt Trainer from Blessed to Fall on, um, and he did a great interview. We're banking interviews right now, and um, we love it, man. We love talking to these guys, and uh, Mikey, anything else to say before we throw it? No, you know, it was, uh, it was cool to talk to Matt because he's actually a New York transplant that lives in Arizona. Um, he, he's a, a diehard Ranger fan, but he's also following what the, the desert dogs are doing. And, uh, you know, he, he also has kind of inspired us to branch out into some of these non-hockey markets. And, you know, there's tons of New York transplants freaking everywhere. And it was cool to talk to Matt about how, you know, he, he toured all around the country, played basically like every warp tour possible and he was just uh a really cool interview especially since he's not necessarily in this in, involved in the scene anymore and like 
life after the scene. So I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, big warp tour band. Um, I mean, big band in general. Um, but we got, you know, we get to talk about warp tour, so that means you'll hear about Mikey sitting in a chair one more time. Um, and yeah, it was really cool to be talking to somebody. We've gotten some West Coast interviews. Seattle was fun, um, and we've gotten those California interviews. But uh, Arizona's cool, man. Arizona's a fun place. I feel like, kind of like Nashville, it's one of those up and coming places. Like here, my my judgment of up and coming, like when I say, "Oh, this is an up and coming place," is like, how many people do you know have gone to a bachelor or a bachelorette party there? Yeah, that's like. That's my litmus test. Like, oh, can't hang out with you this weekend. Going on a bachelor party to, to, uh, to, to Scottsdale, to, to Flagstaff, and you're like, oh, oh, that's an up and coming place. That's I would expect you to be going there for, to celebrate your final, your final moments of freedom. Yeah, uh, I so hate bachelor parties these days. But are we gonna get you... into bachelor parties real, real quick before we throw I... it over to Matt Trainer? Bend to one, just... uh, two. Bend the two. That's it. Two, two. Went to Atlantic City, uh, for my one friend, uh, which was cool. Which was fun. It was very fun. Had a very good time. And then we went to, um, <sighs> shit. What's the name of the track? Ah, I forgot the name. No, uh, NASCAR race in uh, Virginia, Richmond. Went to Richmond, Virginia. It was a delight. Let me tell you. Those people know how to have a good time. Um, RVs as far as the eye can see. And we all bought these dope, like, old school 90s, really bright racing jackets. Nice. And Yeah. So, I mean, we were trying to fit in. And I don't think we fit in enough. I Like, we, we were trying to fit in so hard that we actually stood out. If that, if that, no, that makes, makes sense in my brain, uh, but the people loved it. Uh, the weirder you are, the funner, you, the more fun you have. That's a that's a lifestyle. Uh, I, I think the problem is like people have like weekend bachelor parties now, and everyone goes so hard that first night that like yeah. the second second night everyone's freaking zombies and like dead. Right, right, and you just mainline in kombucha till three in the morning, like. You guys, like, we have to wake up at 7 because I need to – there was a – I need avocado a, toast in my life. Yeah, we drove past that Walmart, and there is a, a discount on the 36-pack of Aquafina. So if we could just get up early and beat the lines in, that would be great. <laughs> that's, that's, called, yeah. uh, that's, that's called going to a bachelor party with Michael Ryan. So enough about bachelor parties. Uh, and let's get into this interview with Matt Trainer of Flex the Ball.
And we're back in the box, boys, with our boy Matt Trainer, uh, formerly of Bless the Fall drummer, big time drummer, kills it. Uh, and he's out in Arizona. Indeed. Oh, warm out there, man. It's a dry yeah. heat, though. It was almost 100 degrees today already. It's crazy. Right, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, I, I much prefer this over any other heat or even being stuck in the winter in the East Coast. So, Yeah, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. I've been told that any place on the West Coast is a dry heat my entire life, and I have no, not an iota of a clue what that even means or feels like. <laughs> well, you, you won't be just dripping sweat with the humidity. It's oh. just a feeling, yeah. Yeah, that feels like a challenge to me because I'm a big sweat guy. I do a lot of sweating in my day. Yeah. <laughs> jump in a pool, jump in a shower. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. You don't realize it's that really that high. You just avoid it. Turn the air conditioning on. Yeah, I got to spend some more time on the West Coast. I've never actually been out to the West Coast, so I got to see what's going on over there. It's what's up. Yeah, of course. But you're coming uh, from the West Coast. You're coming from the East Coast, sorry. Uh, hometown hero. Almost here. Massapequa, born and bred. Uh, Ranger fan. I mean, I will gloss right over that. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah same with me. They're uh, a little disappointing, but it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all right, man. I mean, you got the uh, the Yotes, bro, the wagon out west. Yeah, it's, it's really weird being in a year where the Coyotes are drafting – I mean, who knows yet? We got the lottery happening right now and everything, but where we're talking about the Rangers just being one of the top picks and the Coyotes not. So it, it is weird. Yeah, we're in a bit of a negative uni- alternate universe here. Yeah, the, uh, the Coyotes are exciting, though. They, they need all the help they can get because at one point they were talking about even not having hockey in Arizona anymore. So they they need to do well to stay here and – they're they're an exciting team. I have a question for you about that. So, do you watch some of the Coyote games? Yeah, this year I never I didn't get to go to one live. Um, I try to go to at least one Coyote game a year, and I always go to the Ranger game, of course. So, two games at least uh, every year. Um, but yeah, I watch the the Coyotes, um, and I tried watching even more games as playoffs were approaching because they were they were right there. Oh yeah. So what's it like with Paul Bissonette being like your your in-game host? I feel like he's just like one slip up away from saying something very inappropriate on live TV. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You hear him on uh Arizona Sports uh radio and they, you know, they talk about the games and everything with him and they go over everything that happened the night before and he even jokes about how close he is to just pulling one of his you know, pulling one of his words out of his butt, and uh, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, he's he's teetering. You can, yeah. curse. I, I can just let you know if you want to curse, you can curse. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go for it. We don't, we don't fuck he, he's he's got dad life now, though. He's yeah. got to yeah. change up his whole vocabulary, right? Oh Jesus, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, it's good. He's too <laughs> yeah, wild juxtaposition to have your um. Your play, well, your color, your TV color analyst be giving you like pure breakdown of good hockey, and then the next day be on Barstool Radio talking about all the slam pieces that he had back in the day. <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a head scratcher for sure. 
But uh, talking about, yeah, we'll talk about, uh, we'll, we'll quickly, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the uh, Coyotes, and then we'll definitely get to how bad the Rangers are. Um, <laughs> but Gambarian's going to fucking kill. I'm going to get a text on that one. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what was he going to say? So, yeah, so saying that they're going to leave Arizona or not play in the desert anymore, I mean, I think that the reawakening of left coast has really helped them get to that point. And I think a lot of it – well, not a lot of it. Obviously, it's the players on the ice. But bringing back those Kachina jerseys, man. Oh, like, yeah. I have I have a couple of those. Um, definitely my favorite of their jerseys. When they went all red with just like the coyote, or even those green ones were ugly. The Kachina one is by far the coolest jersey they have. It it makes me think of um, yeah, Lady Liberty Ranger jersey that is, is just gone now. They need to bring that back in New York too. Yeah, it's super tough. I mean, I don't I don't know if they'll ever. But that's that's fine. We'll, we'll, again, we'll get to that when we talk about how bad the Rangers are. But uh, the, I just think the, the Kachina jerseys, like, they're kind of like reinvigorating the, the, the West Coast hockey because it's, it's getting hot out there. Again, I think it was really cool back in the 90s with all those expansion teams and, and all that. And now that was not necessarily like a, um, like a decade where Arizona hockey was um, – exactly thriving but i think the, the the whole like west coast hockey is cool like it's the alternate like sport thing to do i think they're trying to like bring that back and i think it worked it definitely did work i think everybody was hyped about the coyotes this year if they didn't have a playoff worthy year i think people were super excited and like hopeful for them yeah they, i mean they were just smashed with injuries and and to have done as well as it did towards the end there with without their starting goaltender and you know half their stars it it's pretty impressive and i hope that next year they can actually see the playoffs and wear those kachina jerseys and and yeah make make hockey in arizona freaking awesome yeah it's tough because like the like hockey in the desert is such like a cool concept you know what i mean i came out of arizona and he, he played where you know i played a bunch of hockey when i was growing up too yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's just, it's a really cool area. And there's like so much marketing that can go behind it. I think that you can really like sink your teeth into it. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest problems with the coyotes are the location that they put the stadium in. They had all this land out West and it's just too far West and, and it doesn't really work for all the, you know, the kids at ASU in Tempe or the people living in Scottsdale north phoenix like where i am it's just a little too far to, and with how many games are played per week it's just not everyone gets out there so it, the draw isn't really that great either because of location yeah it's definitely uh something that we can draw a parallel to because it, it kind of sounds like they found the brooklyn of arizona uh, yeah yeah whereas like here's all these fans that would totally want to come to a game if you found a a viable way to get them there and they're like you know what fuck those places in particular let's put it where nobody can get to yeah they, yeah. they screwed up on that one but it's a little too, too no, they, nice big stadium out there yeah for sure uh, 
<laughs> dad life. <laughs> dad life. Yeah, man. It's all good, man. Um, so draft lottery tonight. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, it'll probably be the Avalanche. Oh yeah. Uh, Isn't that crazy I- to think that? The Avalanche have chances of landing a first overall pick, and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Ottawa, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They're living a good life. <laughs> but uh, there's a, there's a, there's two big names out there, Capo Caco. And uh, I, just, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. It's just an insanely silly name. I can't see him not going to Detroit because that's just, that's just the <laughs> land of silly names. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, is there anybody – I mean, uh, how how deep do you run in the prospect game for the Rangers? Like, do you have anybody, you know, in mind? Or are you like uh, – or you just don't care about this year, this year was a little harder for me. Uh, a new job and everything, I didn't pay as much attention as to who was coming up. Whereas the year before, I was really into everything that was happening um, with, the, with the kids and um, the prospects. So this year, I really don't know all I – really know is that number one pick is really highly sought after and doubt the Rangers will get it or anything, but it's going to be fun regardless to see what happens. I think the Rangers are, they have so many young kids. Uh, they need a veteran. I don't know. They're, they're, they're just missing so many pieces. Yeah. Well, Broadway and the original six draw and all that stuff is like a really, really juicy uh, notion for, uh, free agency so you know you got that going for you and um i mean you have a seven and a half percent shot of getting the first pick so you know there's that too for, trust me buddy from somebody that has had to feast off of um draft lottery for like most of their adult life for their team i could not give a shit less about these guys names anyway because they're just not gonna next year <laughs> that's just all i care about so yeah, there, I mean, I don't really have much to comment on about about this year's draft anyway, um, so I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Matt, I have a question. You, you know, you, you said you moved from New York pretty early. Um, you, you were, what, like seven, eight years old when you moved? Yep. When we moved out to Arizona, I was about eight years old. So I'm, I'm guessing that your, like, parents are, are big Ranger fans, and that's why they, you, you carried over that love for the Rangers and, and Deep- kind of— my followed dad, your my dad was a huge ranger fan there's a vhs tape of the rangers and i couldn't tell you what season but i have it somewhere and my dad's on the tape randomly screaming in the crowd like they zoom up on him and he's like that's me i remember watching it as a kid be like oh my dad <laughs> really bad like 80s mustache and everything um i gotta bust that tape out actually that's funny but there, there had to be like tons of other New Yorkers in the Arizona area, right? Because there's tons of transplants in, in oh, the Phoenix area too, right? It's so transplant in Arizona. It's crazy, it, which is great seeing there. I mean, the Rangers only come here once a year. That's just how it is. And it, it sucks, but I make it out there every time they come down here. Um, but it is all blue. I mean, that goes with anything, though. When the Flyers are out here, it's all orange. When, you know, anybody... It's all transplants out here. It's nuts. So that that's kind of like what I I might claim the fame right now, other than being a fourth grade teacher, is uh, I run Isles Meetup Charlotte because I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, there and, you go. And you know, there's tons of transplants here, and I I realized the same thing going to a Hurricanes game, like how many Islander fans there were, 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to be able to watch these games like, you know, regular season games at the at a bar in Charlotte. And that's kind of what I started. And it sounds like uh, we might need a, a Isles meetup uh, Arizona group going. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that there's a little that there's a little club that meets up at a certain bar and, and gets together and watches the games. Um, someone actually asked me to do that for the Rangers because there's a New York Giants bar for football. And uh, it's a huge gathering. Like there's a lot of you know, giant football fans. It's a little easier, though, because you can get together one day a week where it's hockey. You know, people got other things going on. And I couldn't commit to uh, taking on that task of being the Rangers guy. Yeah. All right. So, so you, you carried your hockey team with you, even though you were young, but you can't really uh, say that you grew up in the Long Island music scene. No, I was definitely not a part of the Long Island music scene, though, that hardcore or anything. But um, you, you, you obviously know it's a thing because of, you know, all the iconic bands that have come from Long Island, you know, Bayside, Take It Back Sunday, you name them. And Bayside, uh, you know, being involved with hockey, I love seeing that the the uh, the mixture between band t-shirts and and hockey logos and stuff going on it's starting to get really i don't know if call it underground or bandwagon popular i don't know but it, it's really cool seeing that everyone's like get get more on board with the hockey thing violent gentlemen the clothing brand i mean getting real big and and the bar down breakdown podcast getting real big yeah <laughs> Chicklets. episode 11 <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice seeing the we uh, when I was in Bless the Fall, we did a tour that was uh, Drop the Gloves tour, and it was sponsored Ooh. by Warrior and Violent Gentlemen, and uh, the main poster was you know two dudes punching each other in the face on the on the ice, and pretty all the bands got into the theme and made like a hockey T-shirt, you know, the letters down the side or or whatever, and it was cool. It, everyone's embracing it. Yeah, that's so funny that you brought it up because normally I always try and get to it in an interview. So you got to it first. I love hockey inspired uh, band, big time passion mine. <laughs> so, Bayside, um, straight from the path. Uh, yeah. I mean, the list goes on, but it's cool seeing everyone do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even to the point where, I mean, Newfound Glory has run the gamut of merch. I mean, they've just basically about covered every single pop culture reference that you could cover. But uh, I definitely I have a, uh, a Florida Panther uh, newfound glory shirt, which is like a deep cut. But <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, for sure. And uh, one the other day, it was uh, it was that that mascot in Philly uh, it was a hate breed. Was a hate breed? I think it was hate breed. It was really funny. Hate breed's got a gritty shirt. Yeah. That good. is a wild, wild update in the band merch hockey world. That's yeah. a <laughs> hey, breed. Oh, hockey. If it helps hockey out in any way, man. Doing things. Yeah, it's tough. More tough. So you were talking about um, touring with uh, Bless the Fall. Yes. Um, and if I can remember, which I think I can. Did you, guys, you guys toured with From First to Last? Oh, yeah. Years ago, uh, it was like right after Sonny was kicked out, quit, whatever. He had no situation was. He had nodes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he got sick and, and all that. When we toured with from first to last, it was with Matt as the lead. Oh, so, you beat me to it. 
Because I was going to tell you that my favorite party trick is when, well, I mean, not anymore, but back when everybody was just bumping dubstep because they thought it was like real music and everybody had Skrillex on, I used to be like, oh, yeah. you guys know that that was the lead singer from first to last, right? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that was the lead singer from first to last. And <laughs> they're like, no, it's not. Uh, no, it's a sound. I miss you terribly. Yeah, I would just show people. They're like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah, that weirdo was a lead singer in a band that you all just listened to. Yup, that's crazy. They just played a show uh, not too long ago. It was like last week, maybe. Yeah. With Sonny. Yeah. Oh, with Sonny? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, it was one of those emo night things. I th I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100%, but yeah, it, that would have been a fun thing to go to. Oh, that's right up his alley. Because that's just, because I've never been to one. We talked about going to them, but I think, have you ever been to, been to an emo night? I've never been, and I, I probably won't either. Right. Just because, I don't know, I I could just play those songs at my house. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, it's just person, like, literally on a Spotify playlist. I don't understand what the big draw is. But... about the gathering and the vibe and everything, and, and I'm, I'm just too old and tired to be on my feet and just, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, uh, welcome to the Old and Tired Club. Yeah, Devin's Devin's young and and spry. He's twenty five. I'm thirty two. Like that that age difference from twenty five to thirty two. Man, I feel like my body's just falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I I can't. I'll I'll see a really cool lineup or something like that, and I'll be like, ah, but the headliner probably gonna go on around nine thirty. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> the uh, the easy uh, joke is that I just make. Um, I make Mike into a punching bag because of how old he is. He's a washed-up emo kid. Yeah, I mean, a couple more years, you'll be in the 30s, too, and you'll feel it. No, yes, never. Yes, you will, man. <laughs> never. Never. I used to buy shirts that said, live fast, die young on them, and I play on it. So <laughs> That mentality, then. Ride it. Yeah, absolutely. Into the goddamn sunset. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously um, – I mean, you guys had had a uh, a good ride. Um, I mean, uh, bless the fall. I mean, when when you guys start that up, like like two thousand and it was it was about senior year of my high school, two thousand five. Um, we we got like the original lineup all together, where we started to really do. I don't know, wouldn't call it things, but the really beginning of the band. Um, and then uh, we got out of high school. And I did a half a year of college and we got a manager, you know, label interests. And uh, we, we left for our first tour in Canada and my music teacher, she called me and she goes, Hey, you missed your, you know, one of your exams. And you're like, or I was like, yeah, I'm in Canada. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going back to your class, school, whatever. We, we just nonstop since then, 2005, 2006. Yeah. And it, it was a wild ride. I mean, we lost a few members along the way, and uh, we we were still, you know, kicking it uh, despite losing a singer, one of the main pieces. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun while it lasted. I just, you know, life changed, and I just uh, got a different path. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I. I saw you guys a bunch at, on on Warp Tour. I was I was a Warp Tour rat, so I, I just you guys are always uh, appointment appointment uh, appointment show. I don't know what what would you call it appointment set. I guess <laughs> um, warp, if you're a Warp Tour, doing a warp yeah. Tour. 
that was one of our favorite things for, for um if man when you weren't on warp tour it was like nah what do we do it ourselves with it yeah or to compete against and it was uh that was one of the more fun tours just in general it was straight up party it was they called it like rockstar summer camp just <laughs> hanging out with your your buds late at night play cornhole or tour uh we we had a hockey tournament on our bus wonder which uh year it was nhl 2015 or whatever on the xbox or the playstation whatever we were rocking and we had a, a stanley cup in the bus and the winner of the summer got to take it and of course our band won it so we kept it but, <laughs> you know, it was like members of um paris our band obviously um Oh yeah, Paris is from Boston, right? Yeah, we had their guitar player would play with us. Um, Transit, uh, another Boston band, right? Yeah, I think so. Man, I can't even. I'm just drawing a blank right now. There were so many. We we came as Romans. We had a bunch of dudes. We had a big old bracket written up. It was a really good time having everyone come up and just play hockey and shit talk each other. <laughs> And you know what's cool? Like, on some of those NHL soundtracks, they actually do have... I think, like, Gatsby's American Dream had a song. Bayside had a song on one of the NHLs. So, it's kind of cool when they they, uh, show a little love to our music scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember Black Veil Brides was on one, and I was just so sick of hearing that song. But then after being sick of it and hearing it so often, when it would come on, it'd be like, Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's a bop. <laughs> I feel like, why am I liking this song? I hated yeah. it. Pavlov's uh, dogs. You you just know. get ready to like hit the sticks and get ready to like throw down. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Warp Tour has been a kind of a ongoing conversation between Mikey and I and a lot of people that we've interviewed. Um, just because I, last year was um, last tour. Um, obviously they're doing a show. Uh, they're doing like one regional show uh, over the summer with an insane uh, lineup in all these places. Um, yeah. yeah, but I always, always bless the fall for me was always one of those core Warped Tour bands. Um, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? You guys are always like, you know, I always, like I said, love to come see you guys, love to come see your set. But it's always cool to hear because that was such a big part of my um, – growing up was going was going to them at the coliseum which is again you know another like place in my heart watching hockey and then you know in the summers and there's so many tailgate you know tailgates that we do today you know because we're back at the coliseum where sometimes we try to 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 run down how many bands we saw in the parking lot and like a song from each one and and see how long we can go and, and make a playlist out of it um and that's a really fun game to play Oh yeah, yeah. I have very good memories playing it in that parking lot. Um, I have many photos of myself standing in front of it too, with a, a certain finger flicking up. <laughs> you gotta send us. You still have that picture? I have. Yeah, I have a couple of years worth of of this me doing the exact same thing. That um, would be lovely if you can push that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so being that you did play, did you ever play? Um, uh, at Endless Island. Which one was it? The, before, a couple times before um, they moved it to the Coliseum, it was at Randall's Island. Were you ever on any one of those? Ooh, I, I'm not sure. You know what? It, it was 
so many warp tours, so many tours in general, where I'm just like everything's just a big old mush. Yeah, but that so. doesn't really ring a bell though. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. I not. think the last one was 2005, so that was probably when you guys were getting started. That, that was, was the last one there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you probably didn't because you're alive. I think most of the people that were at that Randall's Island shows uh, have already kind of contracted some sort of lung disease from the amount of dust that got kicked up in that fucking place. Oh yeah, I mean they had they had uh, New Mexico was super dusty. Um, <sighs> yeah, there were a couple of venues that were just like, oh no, not this one again. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Always, whenever you watched that um, that show that they did. I was I think it was on Fuse when they followed the the tours around. It was always cool to see the different venues when it got like super regional, like San Diego's by the water. You know what I mean? Or or wherever that you guys were playing, like whenever it was. I don't know, emblematic of the of the the town that you guys were in, the city you guys were in. It was, it was always cool. You're talking about uh the Warped Roadies show? Ah, whatever it was. I, I forgot the name of I it. I think that was it. Yeah, where they like where it would set up the stage and take down the stage like it, as it went around the whole country. Yeah, a little bit of fake drama thrown in there and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. For the cameras, <laughs> of course. Come on. Yeah. Sex, sex sells, man, and you know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder like when people come to Long Island or when bands in our scene come to Long Island and they come to um, uh, Jones Beach Theater. I, I always wonder if they're like, this is really cool that there's water in front of us, in front of the stage or like around us. Yeah, I, everyone was hanging out there. Always an after party. On yeah. Tour. I mean, not I would say always, but when the drives are shorter and people were like, I've, I've seen sharks or dolphins or something. Everyone's freaking out. And I was like, damn, what would you put in your drinks or what kind of yeah. drugs? Like, what, what's happening? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Some things floating around in there. I don't know. Over there? Nah, man, you're you're on the wrong side of the uh, the ocean. You got to look to the left. <laughs> you were just, in a, you were just in a bank over there. <laughs> so do, do you still have family on Long Island? Yeah, pretty much my whole family still lives out in New York. Um, yeah, we were, we were one of the only – I got one in Florida now, and we're in Arizona. That's pretty much it. Yeah, everyone's still in New York. So when people are getting married and having kids and stuff, still, I got I go, go away out there. So, oh, uh, dude, welcome to my life, man. Like factoring in flights back to New York, like that you didn't really factor in when you moved so far away, is yeah. just such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yep. Lots of and, and people are growing up now and and getting their uh their weddings on. So. I got to save up some points or flyer. And luckily with all the touring that I did, I saved up a lot of flyer miles, but I'm starting to near the end of that too. So <laughs> shit. What, um, are you still involved in music? Like, what are you doing now? You say you get to the end of it. Like, what do you, what do you do nowadays, man? Um, well, in terms of music, it's pretty much, I wouldn't say non-existent, but I got the drum kit at, at my house. Um, I'll never get rid of that. It's like one of the coolest drum kits ever you know, top-notch cymbals, top-notch everything. And I'll give it to my kids and everything. And um, I've been showing my son the the kid. He's he's not even two years old yet, but he loves playing on it. We were playing on it a little bit earlier today. And um, But as far as I go, I, I don't really want anything to do with the music business. Um, it's tough. It's uh, It's not really that's stable or sustainable i mean it also depends on what kind of band you're in it wasn't it just wasn't working out for me and i don't really want to dive back into that as far as what i'm doing now 
um, I'm your friendly neighborhood postman. Oh, uh, I'm a mailman now. Um, Ooh. I was looking for what can I do without any sort of uh, uh, college degree or any kind of that stuff. And but I need benefits. I need solid pay. And the post office was pretty much right down my alley. I get to, you know, do my mail in the morning and then F off for like eight hours and listen to music or listen to sports radio for like, you know, my whole day and just deliver mail. It's been actually really fun. That's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I'm super um, jealous. <laughs> I, I'm going to, uh, do you want to get excited? Cause I'm going to give you a little bit of a, an update on your, what your sports radio is going to talk about tomorrow. No. What is it? So NBCSN fucked up and they leaked the, uh, they leaked the draft lottery and uh, the day Devils, Rangers, and Blackhawks are the top three picks. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Not Blanche? <gasps> yeah, no. Yeah, you guys are in the top three. So no, no parent. They don't have, they don't know what order is in. So you might even have one. But it's Devils, Rangers, Blackhawks. See, you I'm might even have the first pick. <laughs> in terms of like, obviously, I'm not saying it's, it's shady business or anything like that or a frozen envelope, but I'm wondering like what would be the best team to actually get this. And it might be the Rangers. It's a thousand percent the Rangers. You kidding me? This book is already written. Yeah. Shit. Oh, and- man. And that's just good. And it's just good, dumbass karma because you guys wrote a heart to your season ticket holder saying we're getting rid of everybody and rebuilding. So now the hockey guys are like, "Good, good on you. We're gonna give you, a, throw you a bone here." Oh man, that would be nuts. Yeah. I mean, but but getting the number one pick though, that doesn't guarantee you a, a winning season or anything like that. We got an aging goaltender, and uh, I don't know. We there's still a lot of holes. But what is it? It's year two with the new coach and everything like that. I, I have I have faith. Yeah, you know what, dude? You guys have the youngest team in the NHL, uh, and your coach is. I feel like your coach is going to be good. I think that your team is going to play hard, and this is only going to help you. So, honestly, fuck off. Oh, well, <laughs> we got second pick. What was that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Sorry, somebody's a. My uh, my partner's a Ranger fan, and he's pretty hyped about this. So he's just letting me know. You guys also have two two guys coming over from Russia too. Okay. So, I mean, you guys are in there like swimwear, but I'm not gonna let that bother me because I got a playoff game to play tomorrow, pal. Dang. Oh well. You you uh, do any brackets or anything like that? NHL.com bracket challenge. Refuse to do it. I am horrified to predict the future, and so I will let my brain eat itself alive rather than make it make any guesses we were just uh we were talking to um what's his name from mice nine kills uh joe mice nine and um he's a bruins fan and he was like oh i don't know toronto's a tough out and i can't see anybody beating um anybody in the east beating tampa bay and i was trying to tell him like dude i have boston like no i'm trying to see who who can beat boston I, i i don't know there's too much pressure on tampa Hmm. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure on Tampa. Everyone just already assumes that they'll make it to the end, if not the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like Tampa. And that's that's kind of a given, though. It's like half the Rangers' old roster anyways. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like Ranger South. They all retired and went down there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but it's working out for them. And out of the West, I mean, I'm not sure. I, there's just nobody that's really taking the um, bull by the horns over there. At Calgary's is hot. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if they have the balls to go all the way. I'm. You know, it could be Vegas. Who knows? Um, I feel like everyone in the West is kind of unsexy. Yeah, this year, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, who's Vegas playing in the first round? Does anybody San Jose. That's going to be a fucking bloodbath. I got that to seven games. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and that, I mean, Nashville's good. How good are they? Right, exactly. You know, it's just the West is kind of really hard to to tell. The East is really going to be a couple of fun ones. Um, got Pittsburgh, Washington again. Oh, well, the Pittsburgh would have to go through us, man. <laughs> nice, nice fucking try. They gotta come through the fucking island first. All right. But uh, who, uh, you know who no one's talking about? I want to bring this up. I'm gonna be the first one. Mark this down. Somebody send out the ESPN tweet because somebody's finally talking about it. Uh, Columbus putting it together at the end of the year, right? So everybody because of all the huge moves that they made, and it just seems so stupid at the time because everybody's going to be a free agent. They're probably going to lose most of them. But what if they're getting hot at the right time? Yeah, it could be. I thought it, I thought they were going to have it a couple other years in the past, and they just they just could not advance in the playoffs. Uh, maybe. Live draft. We got live, the, live, the live top three picks right now. Let them come in. Number three, the Blackhawks. Top oh. two picks. Oh, no, my God. Here we go. This is riveting radio, people. I'm so glad you're listening to this live. This Holy is huge. crap, dude. Rangers, Devils, and the first two picks. This is huge. Not oh. for us, man. This sucks for us. Number one. So here's the number one pick. What? No, this is great for the pod, Michael. Shut up. This is number one right here? Yeah, we got millions of people that sent to us right now. I'm going to let you know what's going on. Oh, my God. Stop talking to the big fat ball guy. The Devils got the first pick, so you guys got the, the second pick. Okay. I mean, I wasn't expecting any of that, so. Which is fine. It's good. Dude, how many positions did they move up? Like seven? I think they were five. In- yeah. Yep. Five positions. That's insane. Where does the Ottawa pick lands at four? So Colorado's got the fourth pick. Right, because that's as high as they could go. Dang. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they get automatically slotted. My bad. But that's crazy. Wow, that is insane. Yeah. Glad we were here to catch it live. Wow. Pick two. Okay. I mean, I hope they could do something cool with it. Yeah. Uh, I think they will. I mean, um, hopefully you get that silly named guy, Capo Caco. <laughs> There's another guy out there that just isn't getting my attention, but his name is just not bringing the heat like Capococos is. So I'm just going to focus on that guy. He's the best guy in, in the draft, probably in years, uh, in the last couple of years, solely based on his name. Uh, Let's take yeah, him. Absolutely. You guys are in there like swimwear. Um, so we are back to uh, music talk. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a riveting moment. I'm so excited about that. Um, so yeah, uh, Michael, you got anything? Do you see Bless the Fall doing any of those like reunion shows yeah. that like all the other bands from that era are doing these days? Still my question. Um, I think um, right before I decided to call it quits, um, they were mentioning 
maybe doing like a 10 year on a, one of the albums. Um, and even just the thought of that, I was just like, Oh no, man, I don't want to play those songs. I, I don't like half that album. And, you know, we just grew so much as a band and got so much better at our instruments and, uh, better at songwriting. We just wanted nothing to do with some of those songs, you know, 10 years. Um, but that's on them now if they wanted to do it. I don't know if they're still talking about it or not. Uh, I'm just glad that I don't have to do it because I didn't want to play some of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess because you're kind of out of it, you can kind of like look back and see there are some things that you didn't, you didn't love about, you know, what you did in the past. So that's like a, a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of uh, good decisions and a ton of bad ones too, but you, you live and learn through those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But as far as uh, getting back together, I know that our old singer, um, he tried to do a bunch of, you know, let's get our, the original guitar player back. And you and Jared, let's, you know, let's do a show, one show, you know, one show. And then even even that, like we we had Bo now and we were doing well. And there's, there's no reason to revisit the past, um, past is the past. And we had a, a new album came out and stuff like that. It, it's just time to focus on what we had and not no reason to do the first album again with the original lineup. And I don't know. No, I get it. There's um, Dan Campbell's the singer of the Wonder Years. I always I listened. There was an interview way back when where he said like, "There's always, there's always a kid you meet in, a, in, in an autograph line that always wants to point out that you, your Ten Inch was the best record you ever put out. Like he's Cowboy Killers and whatever. Like was their first album. Like when they were still recording out of a garage or whatever. And he's like, dude, that that's like the worst stuff we've ever written. Yeah. And, and they actually went back and re-recorded some of that music. And it's so funny because um, it's such a – right, like nowadays, such a serious band um, that have some, like, re real, real talent. And, and you know, they, they re-recorded an album where, like, one song was you're the, um, the Kool-Aid guy and you're dating um, – you're dating the Kool-Aid uh, character and she's cheating on you with Captain Crunch. <laughs> And you're like, like, yeah. And, and it, like, it sounds good. You know, they re-recorded it and stuff. So like, there's a way to go back and kind of like fix everything up. And, but still it's like, it's so funny to see like where some people came from, you know what I mean? So, I mean, now, I mean, re-recording an album for you. You as a leader though, do you like hearing that re-recorded with better quality or do you like, you're like, oh man, I kind of missed that, you know, shitty quality original version of it. Like, is it even worth re-recording stuff like that as a listener? Um, I, I'm not, I don't know how to, how to. Some bands do it good, though. Yeah, like, depends on like, how you uh, For example, um, Emerosa, they, they did like a few of those reimagined albums and, and they recorded with, uh, the guy from Copeland. Okay. And they came out pretty good because they, they almost sound like completely different songs. Okay. Where I feel like if you're just going to like improve the audio quality and like just some of the arrangements, yeah. then it's like, why, you know, I'd, I'd rather the original that like the song that I did love. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause like you were saying, when, when people are coming up to you, like that's, this is your best album. You're like, yo, that was done when we were like 16 years old. There's no way that's our best album. You're just yeah. <laughs> cause it's nostalgic and inside of you it's it's your favorite and everything like that but 
realistically the best, you know. Yeah. It's so funny to think, like, um, especially us nowadays, how many different um, um, styles of music, like, ways we've listened to music on how many different forms of media where, I mean, I started with cassette tape cassette tapes and and then you went to cds and then you went to ipods and then now we obviously do the streaming thing so it's all internet but like remember like listening to music on an ipod and thinking like oh like the quality is just different because it's an ipod and these are shitty things and then you go back and you listen to it like you know and i hate to bring them up because i mean they're nowhere near sounding like bless the fall but I'm going to out myself a little bit here. Like, you listen to Sugar, We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy, which is, you know, I mean, like a well-known song. And I always thought the YouTube quality sucks. You can't – that's the, the shittiest quality song I've ever listened to in my entire life where, like, even if you listen to it on Spotify, it still sounds like it's, like, the, fu- the worst fucking song. And that was, like, the song that put them on the map. So, yeah. like, quality-wise, it's, it's weird – it depends, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder what it would sound like. It, like Mikey said it best. It, it depends on how well you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just let it just better off. Just leave those songs the way they are. People are going to like those songs and, and have a strong place in their heart regardless. You just let it be. Leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, even the Rolling Stones, like, have um, re-recorded so many songs where you're listening on Spotify and there's the live version, the re-recorded version, the re-recorded version with so-and-so on the thing. You're just like... You're like, oh, I don't like, I love this song. I don't like the way they just redid it. Like, you know what I mean? So you could ruin it too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be tough for you nowadays to go back and re-record anything with your current work schedule, man. Oh, yeah. I'm working uh, crazy long hours, overtime pretty much every day. I wouldn't even have time to do all that. Plus, I don't even think my legs can handle it if I... <laughs> tried to do some of those things just sit sit back on the cat there's no way i would be able to play some of those parts right now <laughs> so are, are they cutting down on like uh and and tracking kind of your your movements throughout the day being the postman because i used to work in an italian restaurant on long island when i was in high school and no joke from like 12 noon until like 2 30 our whole entire restaurant would just be full of mailmen not out delivering mail really oh yeah yeah, they would like they would like deliver a package or whatever and like scan where they should be and then like go loop around and go to the restaurant and sit in there for like hours oh no you would get your ass handed to you now because the scanners they have gps in them now and you got just some supervisor sitting in the office in the air conditioning looking at the screen and seeing where you are your little blip on the map and if you're not you haven't moved in you know such and such amount of time he'll give you a call hey what are you doing here there's no oh, way wow. oh, yeah. yeah, this is going back to like 2003 and i was always like man these guys got the life oh lots of things has changed since then dang yeah dude even like we get the ups um drops at work for like when we get shirts and stuff and it's so funny because you can tell when the guy's being like is like being reviewed because they're supposed to like honk the horn when they get to the front of your building right and like we'll walk outside and he'll he'll just chuck the package at us and keep moving like 
maybe not even put the truck in park just to like keep it moving. But then other days he'll sit down and talk about like his fantasy football from the night before and like how it went. So you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes yeah. it's a package to the face. Other times it's like an hour long conversation. Yeah. That means uh, he's got he's someone to eyeball him. Eagle eye. <laughs> yeah, man. Got to look out for them. They're always like, always, yeah. oh, big brother's always watching, man. Yeah, you can't even fart in the wrong direction now and someone will be like, you're fired. Yeah, well, federal employee life is uh, is a dangerous What was that? The federal employee life is a dangerous one to lead, my friend. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, living on, living on the razor's edge. Yep, I went from a band to uh, being a slave to the slave to the game. I like Dude, I'm jealous of your life, man. I would love to be able to just like throw in my headphones and walk around the neighborhood, hang out with some dogs every once in a while. Like that sounds like the life. I should have done that. Hey, there's still time. You still uh, they're always looking for people, and it'll be easier in uh in Charlotte too because you don't want to be delivering mail in freaking New York. Hell no. No, for sure not. Not in those winters. Jeez, because there's no stopping. You have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to. It's just it's part of the job. What is it? Nor rain, nor sleet, nor snow. Don't you have to like recite it? Yeah, uh, I don't know any of that. But <laughs> well, you're in Arizona, so you're not we, getting sleeters. No, none of that. But we do have the heat, and there's no air conditioning in those those hot boxes. So, oh my God, it's almost uh, it's almost illegal. It's already so hot where it's it's brutal, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's like uh, it's like a show at the Vibe Lounge. That's the second Vibe Lounge reference that I've gotten to bring up. <laughs> I don't it's, know that. Oh, it's in it's in uh, it's like this hole in the wall place in Rockville Center on Long Island, but like the ceiling's really low and it's just a sweat box. Terrible, terrible action in California. Small, hot, yeah. disgusting. Yeah, a show a show on Long Island is what we like to call a wet heat. All right. <laughs> Sometimes those uh, small hot venues are real fun, though, where it's just like kids are literally hanging from the ceiling. And, and those are the fun shows. You know, I wish my last uh, the last tour that we did was even smaller venues. So we could literally have just pure chaos. Because that's what we thrived off of was like just insanity. Oh, yeah. Well, fits exactly well with your guys playing style. Yeah, it was uh, pretty much. Yeah, we went a, on a detailed uh, run about like every person that you'll ever meet in a mosh pit in our last episode, um, and there's like I said, there's there one guy that's just sweating more sweat than is humanly possible, and like you don't, it, everything's like fun while you're in it, and then once the show is over and you walk outside, like your head's ringing and you're like, where am I? <laughs> that, yeah. That was disgusting. <laughs> you bumped into a bunch of people, and they're su- you could feel their sweat on top of your sweat, and it's oh god, oh, oh, oh Jesus, oh man. I think I'm gonna end it on that. I can't. That's just bringing back some post traumatic stress disorder. Exactly. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, Matt. So, uh, congratulations on uh, rigging the draft. Everybody knows Broadway's got got the pull. Um, glad we could share that with our millions of listeners live. Hell yeah. There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast slowly to find out, uh, strictly to find out where they landed in the draft. So there we go. Yeah. So they'll be happy with, uh, all your Ranger fans will be happy. Um, and we'll check back in with you soon, man. I hope you enjoyed. 
Yeah, great talking to you guys. I'll send you those pictures of me flicking off the Coliseum, and, and yeah. <laughs> oh, please do, man. I can't wait to see those. That would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, All right, man. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Michael. What's up, brother? There we are. Uh, riveting interview. Riveting interview. Dude, I, I'm still daydreaming about becoming a, a mailman. Like, that just sounds like such a sweet job. I'm looking at you and thinking that is what you were born to do. I know. God. Just I would be such a good mailman. Bringing in the postage. Just shooting the shit getting chased around by dogs i, I nah, mean dude i'm a dog whisperer i'd be like such a good mailman god nah, they know the dogs I just know. got bad feet like walking Tough all day oh, i have bad feet too no you're right yeah that's a bit that of information yeah that would yeah that would stop you from from doing what you've set out to do in this life um so mad trainers out out in arizona going postal uh, it's cool to hear the the um, the different sides from people that are in different um, places in their musical careers. Uh, obviously, Matt's passed it, um, but he still remembers it fondly. Um, and we talked a lot about Warp Tour. Um, we talked a lot about um, just living in Arizona and 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 some of the things that he got to go through when he when he was you know heavy on the scene, and um, that was awesome. Yeah, and. Uh... Some of that uh, Bless the Fall hockey-inspired merch that he showed us pictures of were just so dope. Like, when you saw that shit, you must have been, like, so pumped. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, you know, dream come true. I mean, I've, I've mentioned it in every single episode. I mean, people basically could write our episodes for us now. You're going to tell them about how you sat in a chair for Warp Tour, and I'm going to ask them about if they have any hockey-inspired merch and try and my way into it into a merch design here but yeah um i mean oh and another uh new york transplant man right up your alley i mean do you count him as a transplant yeah absolutely and he he freaking inspired me not only to try to pursue my career as a mailman but also to start isles meetup uh tucson we we now have a group in arizona because he said that there's tons and tons of new yorkers you know in that area and i was like Yes, slam dunk. Like, let's go. The and the the girl who's running the account actually works at the University of Arizona. So, like, it's gonna be 
it's going to be a hot market. But like I said, it's that dry heat. It's a it's a, it's a dry hot market. And dry it, hot. It, it ain't that it ain't that moist weather that you guys are so in love with on we're we're enthralled with over here on the east coast but yeah um it was a great interview we have to post those pictures of him that he has in front of the coliseum flipping off <laughs> flipping it off um it's yeah, great we would do the same thing like yeah, that's just absolutely absolutely yeah so you know i i i know that like a lot of our followers are are islander fans but you know it's just a beautiful sport hockey and like the fact that when he was playing Warp Tour, he even thought to do that, like, pitcher every single year just shows that Matt is, like, a big hockey fan, and it means a lot to him. So I loved it. Like, even though he was flipping off my team, I thought it was fucking awesome. I don't think there's a funnier rivalry in sports than um, Islanders-Rangers. Like, just how how far out of... Like how far out of our way we both go to to try and just jab each other is just really, really. Um, and also, his, dude, uh, wait, hold on. So yeah. let me let me tell you his story. So I set up uh, group tickets like a school night out for a Charlotte Checkers game, and like my principal went, her whole family went, like tons and tons of teachers went, and of course a guy in a Ranger Jersey sits in front of me and like, you know, it's not like even we were playing like the Rangers affiliate or anything. He was just being like, you know, a typical Ranger fan wearing his Jersey, like at the wrong time. And that's the, fucking, the only, yeah. the fucking chicken dance comes on. And of course, like without even thinking, I'm just, you know, the Rangers suck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my principal just gives me a death stare. Cause there's like students, their her kids. And I'm like, no, I didn't even think twice. I was just like a, a habit. I just had yeah, to do it. You can't. No. First of all, let's set something straight. Every time is the wrong time for a Ranger jersey. Every single time. There isn't an appropriate time to wear a Ranger jersey. It just doesn't. Yeah. And they don't even wear them to their games. Like yeah. they're all in suits and ties and shit. But then yeah. you're going to wear it to like an Islander game. Islanders, Florida Panthers game. Like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah, smart. Mm-hmm. 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 One, two. Uh, that is, I. That's a fireable offense for you. T- if you didn't do the Rangers suck, like I would, like you would be. I, I'd expect you to get fired for doing it. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. I'd expect you to get fired for making sure you got in the Rangers suck chant. Yeah, and the and the guy was with like his little daughter, and like he just turned around and looked at me like, dude, what the fuck, like. And I <laughs> give like, me dude, a break. Yeah. Give I'm me sorry, a man. break. Yeah, we you, might be in Charlotte, never. North Carolina, but we're only fucking diehards, man. You will never watch hockey in peace. <laughs> That's what you can't you can't let up of them. You you let off of one and then they, they take they give them inch, they take a mile there. It's ridiculous. But um yeah, so I'm just glad that um Matt Trainer turned off the podcast after the his interview is up because we would we probably just lost him there uh other than that uh yeah i i mean i desperately now want to go to Arab just because the the setup that they have over there seems too legit to quit it's on asu's uh campus 
yeah, dude. And the cool thing is, like, I'm pretty sure, like, for, for like, the next couple of years, whenever the Islanders play the Coyotes, it's going to be followed by them playing in Vegas. Yeah. No, why? That's just what's that's what's going to happen. I don't Yeah. So like breaking news. I mean, you can you can quote us when the when this <laughs> when the schedule comes out for next year, it's going to be Vegas, Arizona. Yep. So that is a road trip that makes me salivate. All right. I mean, that's kind of nasty. Dude, I just I first of all, I've never been to Vegas. I've actually never really been is that considered the West Coast? Uh, n- Geographically, yes, because you're on the you're on the West side. But I think, like, just socially, I wouldn't consider it. I like California, Washington, Seattle is West Coast, and then everything after that's just kind of its own little, it's its own okay. deal. I don't know. Could be Megan. I guess I've just I've actually really never been further west than Nashville. So yeah, so I'm I'm I went to Colorado definitely pumped to go there. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta head over there. We gotta head over there. But um Mikey, I'm glad I finally learned how to turn my uh microphone on for the podcast that I that I host. So that's a step in the right direction. So for all those who are like, what the fuck's going on with these interviews? There was your problem. Uh, Other than that, I got to get out of here. I got to make t-shirts. I'm drowning in work. This playoff has been amazing. Good problem. Yep. And uh, yeah, man, I'll let you get back to meeting up with people. (laughs) Sounds good, brother. Peace be with you. And also with you. Moved all my shit to my parents' basement. And down a road appointment. And I know things change. But I'm not sure why. I guess it's all this progression. I left a real job and a girlfriend. Give it a spot. And I'm praying up for all this. Well, I spent a whole year in airport. And the foot feels like home. At least we're
spent the winter writing songs about getting better. Well, if I'm being honest, I'm getting better.